and I think we're going to, I'm, I'm going to attempt to do this. And, and some of you will probably say, well, how are you going to preach this for three weeks? But you got to, the first part, we're going to talk about a part of the experience today. We're not going to actually talk about the deliverance of the experience, but we're going to just talk about how they got where they were. Because something had to happen to make them get to that point, correct? Huh? Now, all of us know the story prior to that point that some frogs died, blood was in the water. All of these were what we would call what? Miracles. But whose hand was on the miracle? God's hand was on the miracle. So in the 14th chapter, we find God orchestrating the children of Israel's lives as well as God is orchestrating your lives. Are you with me? We're still talking about the Red Sea experience. God will push you by natural means into a corner so that he can get what? The glory. He can get the honor. So that you'll know as well as, you know, sometimes this is not even about you. This is about other people seeing God's hand of glory upon you. Verse number one, chapter number 14. And the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, what's the first key that we ought to be able to do is hear the voice of God. The Bible says that my sheep, what, know my voice, and another they will not obey. So Moses have, must have had to have a what? A relationship with God. So when God spoke, what happened, Elder? He moved. Now, listen, I, I want to point out a couple of things here, and I, I'm, I'm meddling in, in some respects, but in other respects, I'm really not. When God tells us to do something, what does he mean? Do it. Amen. I mean, that's kind of simple, isn't it? But sometimes, I, can, I, I can't talk about y'all. Like, can I talk about myself? Sometimes I'll say, Lord, are you sure that's you? Anybody been there? Amen. Amen. Sometimes we don't know if it's God or not. And so, I listen. I'm trying to make this as real as I can. This ain't, this may not be one of the ones you shot off of, but that's all right. I want to teach this morning, and I want to teach this whole series based on us having a what? A relationship with God. And I want to show us something in this relationship with God because sometimes, I want you all to hear me clearly, sometimes the way man has depicted us being obedient to God is not in the Scriptures. Because they begin to mumble and complain. And and we mumble and complain to God sometimes. But they did it in spite of God still what? Delivered them. Are you with me? So the next word in verse number two says, Speak unto who? The children of Israel. That they may turn and encamp before Paharath between Megdor and the sea. Now, over against Belazaphom, before it shall ye encamp by the sea. 
Now, it's important that we really understand what is actually happening here. Now, if they had gone on the path that they should have taken, they could have been in the, in, in the promised land in a very short distance of time. It eludes me right now how many days it would have taken them, maybe 40 days, I think, instead of 40 years. Are you with me? The discussion has been made that, that there are over uh, a couple of million people that has left Egypt and gone to the promised land. Now, I want to bring back to our attention, and, and what, what we're going to need to have you all do is you need to read the story. And the reason you need to read the story is because some things I'm not going to bring back to your attention, but I'm going to reference them. Why are the children of Israel out there anyway? Okay, one said disobedience. Go back further than that. Now, was it really disobedience? They was in bondage. How did they get to be in bondage? Huh? They was on, but how did they get there? There you go. Now, when they went there, they wasn't in bondage. Are you with me? Jasmine, we're in Exodus chapter number 14. Are y'all following me? Because sometimes we, we get into stuff that really wasn't no bad thing for us to be in. Oh, I'm going to say that again. When Joseph went to Egypt, was that a bad thing? Wait a minute. Think about it. It was. Why? He was, he was made a slave by who? His brothers. Now, why did his brothers do that to him? Jealousy. Envy. But who was orchestrating the scene? God. Why was Joseph sent there is because God was preparing a way out for them when the famine came. Y'all remember that? Remember what he said to his brother and said, you meant it for bad, but God meant it for good. And see, that's, that's somehow, sometimes how we be fluctuating back and forth because we see it in the what? Short term. How does God see it? Long term. Amen? Yo, that's what I'm saying. Red Sea what? Experience. Is everybody with me? Because when we see it in the short term, it looked like it's not what? Good. They didn't mean it for good, but who meant it for good? God did. Yeah, yeah, God did. So what I'm trying, in, 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 in these lectures on the Red Sea experience, I don't want us to get so caught up in the what? Short term. Now, what I need us to see also, when we get to chapter number 14, they out here, God himself puts them in a position where they look like they're going to be what? Overtaken. Now, I want to paint a picture here. I want you to remember now, the children of Israel ain't never fought no war. They don't know how to fight no war because they have been what? A slave for a long time. 
I think that it's been like something like 430 some odd years, if memory serves me correctly, that they have been what? In slavery. And the reason they've been in slavery was not so much they got comfortable where they were. Because to be down in Egypt, they were not in the what? Promised land. Are you with me? Sometimes in our lives, we can get into some places that are not that meant for us to be, but we've gotten what? Comfortable in those places. We can In our lives, we can get into some things that uh, they seem so right because we've been doing them for so long. We've become a what? A slave in our mess. Hmm. I know that doesn't apply to, to us today, but uh, I'm going to preach it anyway. Y'all might have a friend that this might apply to. Sometimes we can be in a relationship for so long till it what? It seemed right. But it may not be what? The plan of God for our lives. And so we stay there knowing that it's not a what? It's not a good situation but we stay because we don't what? No, no better. The children of Israel were in the same boat. They wanted to stay in a relationship with the Egyptians because they knew what it was like. Lord, I think I said something then. Now, what we need to understand historically is that when God told them to turn, he turned them into a beside a mountain range and marshland that was uninhabitable so that he could do what? Show himself mighty and powerful. The question is, are you allowing God to maneuver you in your life to even though God tells you to turn one way or the other and it don't seem what? prosperous will you still trust God now because somebody is always watching what you do are y'all with me the Red Sea experience now in verse number three it says for Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel they are what entangled in the land the wilderness have what Shut them in. See, now this is a story that is being told and has been told for what? Many, many years because all of us know the story. But do you really understand the essence of what God is doing in your lives through this story? God has, will put you in some places that you can't get out. And people will what? Say, I got them now. On your job sometimes they'll say what? I got them now. Because I know they what? They need this job. And so they'll try to treat you what? Any kind of way because they got you boxed into a what? A corner. But God is allowing you to get boxed in the corner so that God can show you his what? Power. And then God wants to use who? You to show somebody that they're not as big as they think they are. Uh, y'all don't y'all don't hear it this morning, but it's okay. The wilderness. Anybody ever had a wilderness experience? Where you felt what? All alone. You gotta understand. God put you there so you can what? He can show you his glory. 
Listen, can I call out a few great names? Paul had a wilderness experience. Every great woman or man of God had a what? A wilderness experience. Even Jesus had a wilderness experience. The Bible say he fasted and prayed for how long? 40 days and 40 nights. You don't think that's a wilderness experience? Because you got to what? get out there by yourself. Amen. Now, verse number four says, listen to what he says now. And this is sometimes what we need to understand why people, sometimes people are taking us through a whole lot of mess and it's not because of anything you have done. See, people start to want you to think you've been to examine yourself. Watch what four says. And I will what? Harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them and what? I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hope that what? The Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. I want us to think about this now. This ain't this had nothing to do with who? Children of Israel. This was about who? God making himself shown. So that not the reason why God, and I can't say why God wanted to do it. Let me change that. The reason why I perceive God wanted to do it is because now there will be a record put out there that the God of Israel, because when we start looking at Deuteronomy and, and other books, numbers, the first thing that the people say is, when we look at Joshua, they say the God of Israel. And the people feared the what? The Israelites because of their God. And what God needs to do is take us through some stuff so that when people used to that would pick on you, now they'll see the God that you serve and begin to know, come on somebody, that God is God. Sometimes you yourselves trying to figure out how you got out of some mess that you was in. That is a Red Sea experience. Because if you had your own way, you would have never went through it. But because God was doing what God does best, knowing not the short term, but the what? The long term, God let you go through something. Can I talk to my brother for a minute? Y'all don't mind if I talk to my brother, do you? There are some things that has happened in, in, in all of our lives. And Jacob had a Red Sea experience. Do y'all believe that? The reason why I can say Jacob had a Red Sea experience because the Bible said Jacob wrestled with the angel, what, all night long. And he said, what, I will not let you go until you bless me. The blessings does not come until you have had a Red Sea experience. You don't call it that. Because when you're going through it, you don't really think that it's a Red Sea experience. You don't really see your way, what, getting through it because, what, you can't see on the other side. Our minds are limited to what we can perceive based on what? Our experiences. Are y'all with me? And I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all the his hosts that the who? Egyptians. 
Anytime you see the word Egyptians in scripture, it's usually notating an enemy. In scripture, Egyptians means enemy. Are y'all with me? All right. Now, does your Bible have an italic next to chapter number five, verse number five? That means it's a what? A change. And it was told the king of Egypt, what? That the people fled. Now, let us find out why they say he fled. Can anybody tell me? Remember, I asked the question earlier. What were they doing out there? Somebody said disobedience. Somebody said this. Somebody said something else. Why were the children of Israel where they were? And we have to be scripturally based when we say what we say. So I give you all a hint. I'm going to go ahead and say it, okay? They were out there because Moses told Pharaoh, God said, do what? Let my people go. Why? So that they can come and do what? Worship me. Now, how many of you, be honest with, not, not be honest with yourselves, but how many of you actually knew that? Amen. You actually knew that that's the reason they were where they were. But where were they supposed to be going? To the mountain of God, Mount Huron. Are you with me? I mean, I need you to get this now. Because what it looks like to Pharaoh is the fact that when they make the turn, that they're trying to do what? Escape. Because remember now, if you go back, Moses told Pharaoh that they were just going to worship God. Let my people go so that they can go and what? Serve me. Are you with me? Notice what it says now. And it was told king of Egypt that the people fled. That's the reason why. Because they were not going where they said they were going. And the heart of Pharaoh and of his servant was turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this? In other words, they had gotten spoiled. When you ain't got no slave to do your work, who got to do it? You got to do it. And it didn't cost them what? Nothing. Because even the crop and the animals that the people had, they didn't tend to them. The Israelites tended to them. That's why Pharaoh wanted the Israelites when Joseph came because they were expert what? Herdsmans. Are y'all with me? The Red Sea experience. Why have we done this? That we have let Israel go from what? Serving us. And he made ready his what? Chariot and took his people with him. Now, one of the things, let's go ahead and do this next one because we almost done for the day. And he took how many? 600 what? Chosen chariots. Now, for some of you, how many of you believe that he took all the chariots? I, I, I'm going to raise my hand. I'm guilty. Because I thought that when he pursued them, he took the army. Because notice what it says in just a few minutes. But he took what? 600 chosen chariots. And all the chariots of Egypt. And the captains over every one of what? Them. 
And the Lord did what? Harden the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he what? Pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a what? A high hand. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? They went out with a high hand. All right, God was with them. Second. They they went out with how did they leave? What did they have when they left? Remember, God told them to do what? Borrow. They got gold, they got cattle, they got fine, they got everything that they needed before they left. So God gave them what? Favor with the people of Egypt. And so when they left, they left out on grandstand. It was almost like they had, have y'all ever heard of a lot of African-Americans saying that the, the United States owes money for all our servitude? It had been just like they were paying them for all the hard time they gave them. Because they went out with some stuff, y'all. They had cattle. Y'all know when they got there, they ain't have no cattle. They ain't have no gold. They ain't have no currency. But when they left, they had what? They had currency. They had everything that they what needed to start a what? A nation. So they went out with a what? A high hand. Are you with me? And I don't know about you all, but every now and then in my life, look like when everything is, is going well, here comes some mess. Huh? That's a Red Sea experience. Are you with me? Now, verse 9 said, But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them in camping by what? The sea beside Pahatharoth before Belafon. I'm sorry. And when Pharaoh drew now, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians, what? Marched after them, and they were what? Very sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried, where? Out unto the Lord. Now listen, every now and then, you learn how to pray out of what? Desperation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out of desperation, you learn how to pray. When you, when you can't call mom and daddy, mm, when there ain't no mom and daddy, when you can't get a hold of them people that you used to call, you learn how to do what? Call on the Lord. And notice what they did now. Now, this is another group. Because no matter where you are, it's always two groups. And they said unto who? Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of what? Egypt. Are you with me? But he had to do what? Carry him out so that his name could be what? Great. Didn't have nothing to do with them. But notice something. Remember I said there were two thoughts of train, or two trains of thoughts. One train of thought was what? Good. And one was evil. The good did what? Begin to pray. 
the bad begin to do what? Complain. And you still find that today. That when the times get hard, it's a lot of people be with you until times get what? Hard. But as soon as times get hard or things get a little rough, then we want to what? Complain. Now, my question, and, and, and this is going to be, like I say, plugging in in different places. But one of the things that we all need to understand, and that is what? The fact of the matter is they could have died in Egypt. But why am I going to cry about dying and I haven't even gotten to the point of being killed yet? Y'all don't hear me. I want you to think about this now. Sometimes we start wondering if we're going to have enough money to pay our bills before the bill even comes. I'll say, Pastor, sometimes begin to wonder if he's going to have enough money to pay the bills before the bills come. So I know y'all don't have to worry about that. That's a what? A Red Sea experience. But what it does for me is makes me what? Get on my knees and pray and seek God's face for what? Directions. Because even when I didn't have it, the Lord always opened up a way for me to what? Escape. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? Mindset. As a man thinketh, so is he. Remember now. I'm almost done with this morning. I got one or two more things I'm going to say about this morning, but we're going to go because we're not going to even get to the deliverance today. But if he did it when? Yesterday. Don't you think that he could do it again today? The other thing is we have to make sure that we are not in the same place when he comes back again this time. Are you with me? Where we at, y'all? See if y'all paying attention. We pass eight. We all the way down to number twelve. Are you with me? Yeah. Now, twelve says, "Is not this the what word that we did tell thee in what Egypt, saying, let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians?'" Wow. Wow. Did we not tell you, let us just have a good time and stay right where we was? Because we just like getting high and having a good time. But you are what? A slave until that mentality. Because no matter what happens, you still got to be able to get what? Whatever it is you get high on. Whether it's people, whether it's women, whether it's men, whatever it is, you still have to do what? be able to attain what it is that you're looking for for your uh, satisfaction. For it had been what? Better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die where? In the wilderness. Now, who, li listen, I, I want, if, if, if ever you listened to me or heard me, who said anything about them dying? They brought that up. Who said anything that they were going to be defeated? They did. Because of their what? 
their mindset. Sometimes it's difficult for people to change the way they think because they've been in something for what? So long. Are you with me? Two more verses and we're going to close it now. 13 says, And Moses said unto the people, Do what? Fear ye not. Stand still. All right. Stop right there. In a Red Sea experience, there's always a time to stand still. How many of you ever been scared in your life? I mean, seriously, scared. Historically, man has what is called a what? A flight. If you get too scared, you either run or you get so scared you can't run. Is that not correct? Now, there's a time to run in it. But I want you to look at what God did to them. God told them to stand still. Because where were they going to run? Huh? There was nowhere to run. God will put you in a place where you ain't got what? Nowhere to run. And because you don't have nowhere to run, you got to do what? Stand still. He didn't say faint, but he said what? Stand still. Now, what am I looking for when I stand still is to what? To see the salvation of the Lord. What does the word salvation mean to you? All right, I hear some deliverance. What does it mean? And, and you don't have to answer, but I want you to recount what it means to who? You. See the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you when? Today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more for what? Now, in their mindset, what did they think? Uh, and I know you can't say what they thought, but in thinking about how they were already thinking, they felt like for real they was going to what? Die. But whose hand was on them? God's. And so instead of them dying, God said, the Egyptians are going to die. Because if I kill you who are mine, what good would it do the world? Some things, and I want y'all to hear me good. Because we have said we are Christians. Because we have allowed, aligned ourselves with God. God has to do what? Keep his name in high esteem. So God does things to bring you out and to lift you up. Not because you've been so good or because you've been so bad. But because you carry the name of God. Now God will deal with you himself. But he won't let nobody else deal with you. Because you belong to him. Y'all heard me? Watch what 14 says. The Lord shall fight for you. That's why I keep trying to tell us to do what? Vengeance is the Lord. Let him handle it. I know you want to punch back sometime. But you better leave it alone. Because this says what? If you're going to fight, God's not going to fight. 
Then he said, the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your what? Now, if you believe that, God will deliver you. If you don't believe that, then God will let you fight your own battle. Can I get a witness? We done for today. Now, did I say anything that, that you all did not understand? Listen, when the Bible says, and they came to the Red Sea, I don't want you to picture in your mind a sandy beach. Well, with just nice little, this was muck. It was no way they could have got away. This was the, the worst of worst places that they could have been. And there's an army coming to destroy you. They have no desire of you. That is a Red Sea experience. And I wanted us to just get the glimpse of it from the paranoia that was in their hearts. Remember, they haven't fought no battles. They're following Moses, who said God has told them to deliver them. And yet, now they got all this stuff. You don't finally got your house, that nice car you wanted, and all things looking pretty good. Finally got your credit score about where it's supposed to be. And now all of a sudden, you got pushed in the corner. They talking about layoffs. Are you with me? Everything's going well. And all of a sudden, the doctors say you got to come in for an exam. And now the doctors told you that you have some kind of disease. Are you with me? You in a Red Sea experience. You don't got pushed in a corner. Can't nobody help you but who? But God. And what you got to know is you ain't got to die. What you got to know is that God is going to fight your battle. What you got to know is it's time for you to stand still. You can't go running and telling everybody, crying and talking on the phone to everybody, telling about what the doctor don't say or what's going on. What you need to do is your quiet time with who? With God. Because in just a little while, in this same chapter, God was already leading them, and he goes back and get between them and the enemy. What I'm saying to us this morning, God will take his shadow of protection that's around you and over you and put it between you and whatever is going on in your life. And the Bible said in that case, he said, and they did not come near each other all night while God was already preparing a highway for them to go through in the water. A Red Sea experience. Two more times we're going to talk about this and then we'll be done with it. Again, did I say anything that some of you did not understand? Let us bow our heads. Eternal God, our Father, we come now to thank you for your word. Father, we pray that you will give these your people understanding of what you're trying to do in their lives even now this we humbly submit to thee in jesus name we pray amen